You're about to listen to a Gaming Stooges podcast with your regularly scheduled Stooges. I'm Jack. The internet calls me Cloud. And I'm Landon. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion, and if you do, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, following us on Twitch, or joining our Discord. Let's get on with the show. Hi everybody! Today's episode is on our top games of the 1990s. We've done lists for the 2000s, we've done lists for the 2010s. Those are on YouTube back when we were doing that. So if you are so inclined, uh, after this episode, go ahead and uh, give those a watch or just put them on the background because there's really not a whole lot to watch. Listen to those and hear our thoughts on those. But today, we're bringing our top 15 games of the 1990s. Uh, each of us went in, made our own list of 15 games. We are going to be taking turns with this. Uh, each of us had some criteria, some separate rules. We didn't have a uniform list. Um, we all nope. did separate rules for ours. Uh, I decided one per series, not necessarily franchise, so spoilers uh, for that possibility. Um, and I was originally going to do this, but I decided not to. Uh, if there's a game where there's like a remake or something... Uh, originally I was like, oh, I'm not going to put the original games version in my top list of the 1990s, but then that felt like it was arbitrarily taking games away that should be there, so I didn't do that, so. Even if, like, it appeared on a previous list through, like, a port, or or through, like, a remaster, rather, or remake, like, you might still see something here, I don't care, I like the list better this way, so. That's what I followed for mine, Jack, how did you do for your list? Um... The main, the one thing that I ran into when I was doing this list, or when I was like making games for this list, there was a couple of games where the Japanese release date was like late. Oh, I, late yeah, I forgot to mention that. Um, I, yeah, no, I, for me, it was North American release. Yeah, same. I, like, there were some games like Mario Party 2 was one that I considered, uh, which had a 1999 Japanese release, but the US release was 2000, so. It's not on the list because we are not Japanese. Yeah, that's that's how I went into it. What about you, Landon? I took the first 15 video game names I could think of, shoved them into a bag, shuffled it around, and then pulled them. Uh, and that's how I ordered my list. All right. that I mean, that sounds good enough to me. Uh, we I, usually go... Oh, did you have anything I, else to say? I, I was just going to say I also tried to stick to one per franchise. Uh, but if a f- when a franchise comes up in my list, I will make mention of some other games in that series that came out in the 90s. So Yeah, I figured. All right, well, let's just jump right in. We're going to go in our usual Jack, myself, land in order. Uh, Jack, start us off. What is your 15th? Uh, so my 15th game, and I bet this is one that you you guys probably aren't expecting... Uh, hmm. My number 15 is Backyard Baseball from 1997. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. actually not surprised. No. In fact, I think I should be more surprised that it's not higher. I Well, okay, to be fair, and this is a thing that I ran into uh, a couple times on this list, where like a franchise that I am fond of uh, will appear on my list, but the only game in the franchise that came out in the 90s is the first one. Uh, and I have more, like, 
I associate more with like 2001 and 2003. So like this is like the original, like no MLB. There's only one stadium and it's only backyard kids. Uh, you know, it's as basic as it gets. But for a like computer, for like a computer game in the mid 90s, it's per- it's really fucking fun, honestly. Like for a children's baseball game. And I mean, like, of course, I'm saying this as someone that like, I've been playing these since I could, like, use a keyboard, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, no. I, some of the early games, I I don't want to say I love the entire franchise because some of the later games got pretty shit. But, like, uh, no, I love Backyard Baseball, the old ones anyway. And, uh, it's a, it, it has, like, I will say, like, despite lacking some features that would make the series, like, better in the future um like the original cast of characters they have is like super interesting like every character is like super unique and for the mid 90s extremely diverse like there's a lot of like cultural representation in the backyard sports franchise that Um, is pretty impressive for that time period i yeah um and yeah i don't know i'm a it, I mean, like it's baseball. It's they're fun games. I like them. Baseball. Uh, my up. number, f- my number fifteen is Ristar. Ristar. <laughs> Ristar. <laughs> it's a thing. Like nobody knows how to say it correctly. I don't. But no, Ristar for the uh, Ristar. I think it's Ristar for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Um, I didn't play this originally when it came out. I played it because it was part of the um, one of the. I think Sonic collections that they had during like the PS2 GameCube era. Most likely. Prob- probably Mega Collection Plus. Um, this game is fun as fuck though. The scenery is groovy. Really cool, colorful, poppy. Groovy. The, oh yeah, it's it's groovy. Um, the, uh, the music is really nice. I like the gimmick where like you grab enemies and then you just smash them with your like star-shaped face it's 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 so it's so cool it's um but yeah no it's It's cool like cool like the ice level uh there yes there is an ice level and that is one of the that was one of the first instances of an ice level i think that was the first instance that was that was the original oh boy ice level yeah, we have like this bit where we always say "Oh boy, ice level," and it's it stems from the the ice level of Ristar, which I don't know, man. That's like this is just a really fun game with good music, good level design. I like that they use the stretchy arms that Ristar Ristar has to uh, do platforming. You swing around stuff. You can hit enemies with by like grabbing them. It's just they do a lot of really cool stuff with that gimmick and like. I know that, like, 2D platformers in the 90s are, like, a dime a dozen, but really, Ristar is, like, one of the best ones out there, I think. it's It just gets overshadowed by, like, the Sonics and the Marios and stuff like that, and the Donkey Kong Countries, but, like, no, Ristar, Ristar is super good. I really like Ristar. That's, yeah, that's my number 15. Alright, I've got my hat. Let's, uh, yep. let's find it's out what it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Are you literally pulling them from a hat? Sure. <laughs> uh, my first one is... See, there's like a list of games on this. Uh, my first oh. one is 
Sonic R. It's the whole or... list on one little sticky you note. Know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really it. good. I like that. Podcast See, listeners, you did not get to experience that. It was you, so you good. You gotta you really gotta watch the Twitch stream, which is yeah. in the dead of night for most people. So yeah. you really just have to not have a a social life or a job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you can have one visual gag per, uh, <laughs> per podcast. podcast. Um, Plus anyway. you get extra sponsoring when we do our, yeah. When I, we do our visuals. sponsorship reels. Um, yes. Sonic R is, well, first off, it came out on the Sega Saturn and for the PC, I specifically played the PC version. Um, Sonic R is not a good game. It's not a great game. It's not a fantastic game, but it is a video game, and it came out in the it's, 90s. It certainly it's is. True. This and wouldn't be a list without Sonic R for you, though. It's true, uh, but I put it at my bottom because uh, because I was like, it's not a good game. I just love it to death. She's yeah. um, was, can you stop? I'm talking. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, it's, it's a racing game for Sonic. Um, it's like a... a on foot racing game, one of the few. Uh, I mean, there's the Sonic Rival games as well, um, but it's also one of the first like racing games. It's not the drift games. As that someone that's ass. played all three, the Sonic Rivals games and Sonic R, I think they're from like a conceptual level, and like most for the most part, I still actually think Sonic R is the best one of the three, though. Which is kind of sad because the controls are, but. Um, there's five courses, and there's... Can you... Stop it! Alright. I'll start with the letter R. Yeah. The, there's five courses, ten characters, um... Yeah. And two of <laughs> it's, them... It's weird how many characters there are. Uh, two of them are Sonic. Well, three of them are Sonic, because one of them's, uh... Metal Sonic. There's a, a... fake Sonic. There's a... There's a robot version of, uh... Uh, Sonic... Knuckles and Tails, uh, Tails doll. Um, Eggman's playable in it. Um, so wait, there's not even ten characters in it. Supersonic, Amy. Supersonic, Sonic, Metal Sonic, Doctor Robotnik, Tails, Tails doll, Knuckles, the robot. Mecha Sonic, Amy. Or, oh, Egg Robo. Oh, yeah. Egg Robo. Yep. Yeah. So yes. there is. So there is ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but the game controls like ass, but it's like cool because all the courses are pretty big and you can do a little bit of exploration to find all the collectibles. Uh, you can get uh, all the Chaos Emeralds. Uh, you can Most of those characters, half the characters are unlockable by uh, getting special coins and then beating them in a race. Uh, there's some cool multiplayer modes. Um, it just... The game needed more time in the oven. It really did. Um, it could use a sequel or a remake. For I sure. will say though... Yeah. The one objectively great part about it, oh, it's the, the music, the fucking oh, yeah. soundtrack. The I was literally listening. I was literally listening to "Living in the City" this morning. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm like no, God damn, this song is so fucking good. Every oh, yeah. song on the soundtrack is. It's there's now. Granted, amazing. there's not a lot. The set there's not a lot of songs on the soundtrack, but they are all S tier. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So yeah, it makes my fifteen. Hell yeah. Alright, uh, so my number fifth, or my number 14, excuse me. Um, and I believe 
Uh, yeah, it's the only one of its kind on this list, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Cheese Whiz. Um, but not to get distracted by Cheese Whiz, uh, which is very easy. Uh, my number 14 is Goof Troop for the Super Goof Nintendo. Goof Troop! I didn't uh, put it on my list, but I'm happy for you. Uh, I honestly... I love this game. On, it fucking fantastic game, honestly. Uh, and, yeah, licensed game is what I was going to say. Because there are a lot of pretty fucking solid licensed games from the 90s, and this is the only one on my list. But it's a fucking good one. I mean, it's like... It's like a two-player Legend of Zelda type game. It's like... like Yeah, it's, it's like, like watered down to like a basic level, but yeah, it's a puzzle adventure game. Yeah, it's like... But, like, the entire appeal of the game is that it's, like, two-player uh, multiplayer, and you, like, work together to solve puzzles and, like, defeat enemies and fight bosses and shit. And it's really fucking cool because, like, you have Goofy and Max, and they have, like, different attributes, and they, you know, play slightly differently. Um, and shit, the music fucking rules. Like, this oh, was a... Yeah. Uh, do the first level. Oh my god. So fucking good. Um, fun fact, this game was designed by Shinji Mikami, uh, who was... No the, way. Yeah, who was the <laughs> director slash producer for... I forgot the about that. The first three Resident Evil games, the first three Ace Attorney games. Uh, Dude, a lot, Shinji Mikami just... Beautiful Joe. That man's crazy. He comes yeah. up with crazy games. Dude's he's, dude's a legend. He's the Capcom staple. True. He is. Um but yeah. Uh it's ad admittedly Goof Troop is like it's not as good of a game if you're playing like you do have the option to play with a CPU, but it's an, it's not the same, honestly. You got you gotta get a buddy, clear an afternoon, spend like two and a half hours playing Goof Troop. And it's really fucking fun. Uh, my number 14 is actually a game that probably neither of you or anybody listening probably expected because I don't talk about these games much, mostly because I don't really play these games much anymore. But uh, it is a racing sim slash driving sim game. What? I have Need for Speed High Stakes, which is Need for Speed 4 on here. It came out in 1999, so at the ass end of the 90s, but it still counts. Uh it's a PlayStation 1 game. Uh, as I mentioned, it is the fourth entry of the Need for Speed series. Uh, back when I actually gave a shit about Need for Speed, and back when the majority of people actually gave a shit about Need for Speed. Uh, there's just a lot of just really great things about this game that I don't get to talk about. Uh, the controls uh, for their time were incredible. Like, the game really... <laughs> I know, this is going to sound stupid. The game makes you feel like you're driving a car. <laughs> but uh it's um no the controls are really great the steering on it on it's like fluid it's what you would expect the graphics for a playstation one game considering it was like near the later part of the lifespan are incredible the cars look great which is kind of important um i don't think this game looks as good as like the gran turismos of the system because gran turismo was like a technical marvel but need for speed high stakes still looks really good um there's a bunch of different game modes that you can play with this game. There's, like, the campaign mode where you start, like, as, like, a low-level street racer and you, like, work your way up into, like, the big leagues. And I thought that was fucking cool. And you start, like, you know, with these, like, regular basic-ass cars and then you start, like, going to different circuits around the world. They're, like, all the racetracks are, like, 
places all over the world. Some of them look spectacular. Some of them are more basic, like cityscapes, but they all are really fun. I think that the layouts for most of them are really nice. Uh, but yeah, you work your way up and like the end of the campaign, you're like playing with like sports cars in like an official racing setting. Like you have stuff like the McLaren F1 is an unlockable car in this game. And I remember the McLaren F1 looked so fucking cool to me as a kid. Uh, the soundtrack, I don't remember it well. It's a lot of licensed like EDM, like, you know, ns, ns kind of music, but it's like, it's pretty good. It does the job. There's like some other stuff in there. But no, I just I just think it's really nice because like you can you can customize your car somewhat. Not quite as much as like some later games like Need for Speed Underground. Holy shit. But we're not talking about that game. Uh I think one of my favorite things about high stakes though is like I said, there are different game modes. Like you can um I think returning from the third game, there's like a one of the reasons why it's called high stakes is because of the campaign mode but also like there's like an aspect where you can get chased by the cops and you have to like try to outrun them and like if they stop you uh it like it, it's been a thing in the need for speed games to like part like one of the modes is like you have to go against the cops and i just thought it was so cool but yeah no just a solid racing game all around i did play need for speed hop 3 hot pursuit as well but I think High Stakes is a better game, so that's why I put it on here. Um, spoiler alert, this is the only game with driving in it. I did not put a Mario Kart game on here. So that's all you're getting. I'm done. Good answer, Steve. Good, Good answer. answer, Steve. Good answer. So, you want to know my number 14? Yes, yes, I would. Well, technically, my number 14 didn't come out uh, to the North Americas until so uh, what 2010 ish and later than that I don't know uh, holy shit 2000 was it 14 hold on yeah 2014 oh I know where this is going you know where this is going yeah what I'm is it Jack blanking. what's up what is it yeah, it's, you euphoria. Tell us. it's Euphoria the Saga. Yeah! Oh. Do it for the meme. Yeah. Yeah. That's It's a fun uh, 2D platformer, Metro, like very early Metroidvania. Um, like retroactively, it's seen as a retro, uh, like a Metroidvania because uh, when it came out, which was 91, um, like it. The genre, the subgenre, hadn't been established uh, at that point. Uh, but Euphoria the Saga is very cute. It's very fun for an NES game. It is like, like graphically, surprisingly, like holds up really well. Uh, they use a lot of nice colors and everything in it. Um, the characters are like all four of the the playable characters are super funny um, in terms of like design and name um, and. The, the plot is just ridiculous. You end up beating up a giant space alien baby thing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it It's a game that we did a Let's Play of um, a thousand years ago. One of our ago. earlier ones, yeah. yeah. And it's one Would Jack you say this game me. is euphoric? You know, it's for the saga. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, so I threw it on here. Um, because I, I enjoyed the game. And right. it's going to be my only NES game. Nice. 
I don't have any NES games on mine. Well, a lot of the good NES games. I yeah. have one. There's a very I, small and I already amount. know. I have, I have, I have one. I already yeah. know which one it is. Yeah, but like the small amount it's of kind, NES games. Kind of obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, like, no, I lied. I lied. There's two. Oh, okay. Well, most of the good NES games were prior to the 90s because yeah. that's just how yeah. it was. Anyway, go ahead. All right. The NES, the N- yeah, we'll get there when it's, I'll, I'll say when it's my turn. Go ahead, Jack. My number 13, uh, I also have a single driving game on my list, but it's not, but it's not a Mario Kart. To be fair, Mario Kart 64 was like an honorable mention if I was going to do those. I thought about adding Mario Kart 64 to my list, but uh, I thought of better games, honestly. Oh, yeah. There's um, a lot of competition. Uh, but do you guys know what it is? Um, so it's also a driving game. Yes. It is a kart game. I will kart? Say. Is it Sonic R because Amy's in a car? <laughs> No. Oh well. I'll just I'll just crash say it. nitro cart. No, Al got it. It's Diddy Al. Kong Racing. Oh, oh yeah, Diddy Kong Racing is a good pick too. Diddy Kong Racing released in 1997 for the Nintendo 64. Um, I love Diddy Kong Racing. I oh, yeah. so want this on the Nintendo 64 online. Please, God, Nintendo, put it on with online multiplayer. It would be so sick. Um, it would be. And I really don't see why they can't... It, it has to be, like, because Conker is in it, right? Uh, because they already have Banjo-Kazooie on the... Yeah, but the thing is, is, like, that should be, like, the easiest layup. They just call up Phil Spencer. They're like, yo, can we put Diddy Kong Racing on the Nintendo Switch Online? Then Phil Spencer will probably be like, can I have some money? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. And then they do. And then that's it. Well, that's the thing for Nintendo. It would cost They probably don't want to give up the money. <laughs> yeah. They probably don't want to give up the money. But... Uh, like no, ten Diddy, bucks. Come on, do it, Nintendo. Diddy Come Kong on, Racing. Reggie. Come on, Reggie. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing is a fantastic cart uh, racer, but also like, uh, I'm blanking on like boat racing. Hovercraft. Yeah, there's like ro- there's like hovercraft. rocket was, propelled rowboats. I was and I was like, like I was blanking on the like name hovercrafts. But yeah, uh, carts, hovercrafts, and planes. Uh, oh my! Uh, oh my! Uh, and it has aged remarkably well for being a S- Nintendo 64 racing game. Like I think it's way fucking better than Mario Kart 64. There's oh, a yeah. ton. There's a ton of tracks in the game. It has an actual campaign mode. Yeah, with like missions and shit. It has like a story. There's a final boss, uh, which I think. <laughs> I think what someone the- once. I saw someone once compared, uh, fucking, what's Wiz his Pig? name? Wizpig? Yeah, Wizpig's final boss team to Streetlight Manifesto, and I'm like, yeah, kinda, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Al says he likes the overworld. The overworld's really fun to Also, traverse. music by David Wise in that game of Donkey Kong Country fame. Uh, yeah, no, I. I've pretty much said this all game I is to slept, say. Yeah, this game is absolutely slept on. Yeah. If you like kart racing games and you haven't played Diddy Kong Racing, holy shit, do yourself just, a favor. Just just emulate it, honestly. But I I have never played the DS version, but I, I assume, started playing it. I assume it's good. 
it's uh, it's the thing that it suffers from is it's a ds game which means that you need to use a d-pad so even if you use yeah. a circle pad it's not calibrated properly like a stick like an actual control stick like yeah. the N64 has. Which is like... Uh, other other than that, it's fine. It's good. Which would be fine if it was just a kart racer, but it has the flying too, and that makes it kind of... Oh, mm, yeah. It makes, it, makes the fly, it makes the flying hard as fuck, dude. I I could see so, that. I would, um, I would say, yeah, no, just emulate it until they put it on, like, Switch Online. Play the actual N64 original. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, thumbs up. Great game. Uh, So my... Number 13, uh, as I was alluding to, is an NES game, which means there is two NES games on here. Um, it's a... Uh... So the funny thing is, is Landon mentioned, you know, most of the NES catalog did come out late 80s, but because of how popular the NES was, they actually had quite a few games into the 90s. Like, they had games halfway through the SNES's lifespan, which is really weird. But my number 13 is Mega Man 4. Okay. Uh I it was it was a toss up for me between like Mega Man 4, Mega Man X because like Mega Man X is a really good game. The problem is I haven't gotten enough experience with Mega Man X. I played it a few times, but I've never like sat down played it through to completion, and I've just always been like a classic Mega Man kind of guy. Uh I'm not like the biggest Mega Man fan out there. I I passingly like Mega Man. But I like the the classic games. So you're Mega like Man into Dean I... Crumpets and Jackson to like extreme sports and <laughs> yeah, Hill. pretty much. I'm surprised you would pick four over three though. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna explain why. Actually, thank you for pointing that out. Um, I thought about Mega Man three, but there's a problem with Mega Man three that I think Mega Man four does way better, and that is just the balancing of the of just the overall game structure after the robot masters so the robot master stuff is always the same in every Mega Man game you can choose whichever order learning their levels is fine all of those are fun Mega Man 3 makes you go back and replay the older levels in order to do this other extra bullshit with like the dock robots and stuff like that and you have to learn new weaknesses and stuff like I don't I don't care about that Mega Man 4 though introduced the uh, concept of two sets of castle at the end of the game after the robot masters so you wouldn't have just dr wiley's castle you'd also have another castle set of levels and in this case it was dr cossack who was supposed to be the supposed antagonist but then it turns out it was dr wiley because it's always dr. big wiley big shocker there um but i just i generally just do like the robot masters a little bit more in this game than the third game the third game had some good robot masters but like toad man is iconic for being stupid <laughs> Pharaoh, man, Pharaoh man is really cool and in the show he just punches Mega Man in the face and doesn't give a fuck now I've I, got your power fucking Pharaoh man just goes bop <laughs> <laughs> Pharaoh man knew how to I, fucking mess around I, I'd love to point out how the Wikipedia page for Mega Man 4 uh, has a picture of gameplay where the player is uh, fighting Toad Man uh, but he's not just doing the thing where he just like slides underneath him and shoots him and slides underneath because Toad Man is the easiest boss in the entire franchise. Oh yeah, but yeah, like, uh, brain. There's dead. there's there's just a lot of there's just a lot of fun stuff. I like the Cossack Castle and the Wily Castle in this game. They're both a lot of fun. I think that the 
weapons are pretty well balanced. I mean, they're not the best set of weapons uh, in the series, but I mean, I think they're still some of the more fun ones. Uh, music's great. I just, I generally think that the level design is a lot of fun. Uh, just pretty easy to, you know, get into the groove and use your different abilities to traverse them. I know that, um, I think, uh, yeah, Rush, Rush is in this game. Uh, he was introduced in the third game, so you have, like, options to, like, traverse the levels, which make it really, like, open-ended, despite it being a 2D uh, side-scrolling game. So, yeah, it's, no, it's just just one of the my favorite Mega Man experiences. And even when I go back and I, like, really want to play Mega Man, like, 4 is one of the first ones that I think of. I'm like, I, do I want to play Mega Man? And then I'm like, I kind of want to play Mega Man. And then I'll kind of usually go down to, like, 2 or 4 or something like that. So, yeah, it's Mega Man. That's all I gotta say. So my number uh, thirteen uh, sort of sits in the same situation as uh, Jack's uh, backyard baseball in that it's an entry that I enjoy, but I enjoy other entries like probably a little bit more. But this is the one that came out in the nineties. Yeah, like gotcha. The best of it. Mm-hmm. Age of Empires two, the Age of Kings. Oh, okay. I love. I- I did not see this one coming. Oh yeah, no, I we never love, talk about this. I love the like the Age of Mythology, Age of Empires games. Like I spent a lot of time playing those when I was younger. Um, Age of Mythology was probably the biggest uh, of the Age of games that I played, uh, but that one was two uh, thousands. Uh, uh, but Age of Empires two came out in ninety nine, uh, and. Uh, is a, it's a blast. I mean, uh, they're like, they're just like real-time strategy games where you build an empire and then you try to conquer, uh, the other people around. Uh, so if you know what a real-time strategy is, like, it's that. Um, they have story campaigns, which I usually didn't do a whole lot of. I usually just did exhibition matches against, uh, CPU. Uh, like CPU people. I usually did like, I don't know, like, me and three other, uh, like, uh, countries, uh, bidding for wars and stuff. Uh, but yeah, Age of Empires 2 is, I, I feel like a lot of fun. Uh, it's a little crunchy. Definitely, uh, I think there was a re-release, um, there was a re-release a couple years ago, and, um, uh, I hear that one is, uh, pretty good, um, but I have not played that one because that one is for, like, I think Xbox One or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... You. We already know our stance on Microsoft consoles, but folks... We talked about this. They're trash. Don't don't look at them. I mean, you can have one, that's fine, but just don't look at it. You'll get dust on it, and your your eyeball <laughs> It'll, cheese. If you it. if you look at a 360 funny, it will red ring. And yeah. your Xbox One will get caked in like dirt matter if you just breathe near it. Yeah. Um but yeah, Age of Empires 2, solid solid game. Always love it. Cool. Uh Let's move on so to our number 12s. My number 12, I So there was a couple of franchises where I had to like look at, you know, all of the games that came out in said franchise. Uh, and had to think about like which which one of these do I like the most, you know? Because I'm trying to stick to one per franchise to have a fair amount of representation on my list. Um, and so we're here at Zelda. Oh. And I thought about oh, it. Oh. And I thought about it, and I'm like, man, 
I hate to say it, but I think Ocarina of Time is my favorite Zelda game that came out in the 90s. I'm sorry for your loss. I know. That's fair. I, I know. It's so but bad. Like, <laughs> it's not it's not that bad it's awful i it's, i played it i know you didn't I know have you to did. play it i know you did yeah um no i mean like ocarina of time it is my famous line it has an age the best it, but it has but yeah <laughs> <laughs> say the He's line so- jack it has an age the best. We should donate $5 to a charity of Al's choice every time you say the line. God. God damn. It's like a swear jar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, Ocarina of Time, it's a, objectively a really well-designed game. It It's it's an iconic game. I It has like some really famous set pieces and music and dungeons and like honestly yeah the controls aren't the best and it doesn't look the best either but the core game is still there if you play it on the 3ds with better controls but that's and not that's, i know that's not the game that came out in the i 90s. know but i but i but I'm, that's what i'm saying if that game came out in the 90s then it would rank much much higher but sure. Ocarina of Time, as it stands, is old and a little smelly. But it's, it's but it's still good. It is still good. I do still enjoy Ocarina of Time from start to finish. And I thought about like, because I don't know, because like, Link to the Past, I I think is a little overrated. I I would play Ocarina of Time again before I would play Link to the Past again. Like Link to the Past is good. But it's not one of my favorites, all the games. And I guess there's Link's Awakening, which I don't I have just... as much experience with compared to Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time. I have played through it, but it's been a very long time. Um, well, it turns out the next game Jack is streaming is going to be Ocarina of Time. <laughs> we just did so that much. like a year and a half ago. I did it. You didn't have to play why do, it. Why do I have to do it? Because then you can change your mind and get a better <laughs> opinion. Wow. All right. All right, I'm done. My number 12 is, uh, and I'm not memeing here. Uh-oh, here we go. It's Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. He is beaning here. <laughs> I'm beaning. I am mean beaning. So, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine was uh as everyone knows it's a it's a it's a puyo puyo reskin um obviously when you were like a stupid kid like i was uh you didn't know this so for you for me it was just like oh there's like these cartoon sonic characters and i get to do like a puzzle game and it was my honestly like the first block puzzle game like the first game of a genre to leave a lasting impression on me I like the music. A lot of the music is original music, like the ones that you'll hear in like the main game, because the stages they the stage music they didn't they like made new music for it. But they like all the other music around is like Puyo Puyo stuff that they just altered. Uh, but yeah, it was released on the Genesis like 1993. I remember playing this as part of a combo pack that had Sonic One, Sonic Two, and Mean Bean Machine. So it was it was a pretty good value cartridge that had three games on it, and I played all of them because I wanted to play all of them. 
And when I got to Mean Bee Machine, I was not expecting the game I was playing, but I got hooked on it. It's so addicting. Puyo Puyo is so addicting. I got, I love Puyo Puyo. And like, I remember when I saw the Puyo Puyo part, like the Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bee Machine part that they referenced that they did in Sonic Mania at the end of Chemical Plant Zone, I lost my shit because I thought that was the coolest fucking thing that they could have ever done. It was, I, it's just, it's such a fun game. I mean, it's just, it's a block puzzle game. I don't know how else to fucking, what else to talk about. Uh, I will say some of the enemy like facial expressions when you're beating them or they're beating you it are funny as fuck like jack you've seen them landon you've seen them we oh played, yeah we did a let's play we fucking scratch yes I, I mean i did a let's play you oh. guys joined me for it but oh, okay. we did a let's play of it on youtube and uh yeah no it's just like scratch is like smug look just like dynamite is literally just a stick of dynamite and when you beat him he blows up like it's just, well blow me it's there's just a lot of character in the in the characters that they that they adapted from the show into the and like just added in from scratch pun intended uh for this game just it's a good game i like it uh thumbs up actually funnily enough <laughs> there's like four or five genesis games on my list i mean the genesis was out in the 90s Dude, I I love the Genesis. Like, I I do legitimately love it. Yes, the SNES has a lot of bangers. But the Genesis does. It just does. Genesis does. But yeah, I'm all, I'm all done talking about Dr. Robotics Meme Machine. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's mean. Uh, anyway, my number whatever is... Twelve. Uh, uh, no, my number whatever. That's what it is on my list. It's under number whatever. Show me. Show no, you actually, the list. don't. Okay. Don't because it's a spoiler. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Landon. He shows uh, anyway, us a tag. My number uh, whatever is Kirby's Dream Course because I made Jack cry one time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. All right. That's it. Uh, I mean, I, it's a fun. I mean, I, explain explain for the podcast listeners what, what this game is. is. I yeah. don't I, care about them. I <laughs> <laughs> I did not include Kirby's Dream Course on my list because I have a different Kirby game on my list. But I fucking love Kirby's Dream Course, and I definitely considered it. All right, here's here's my thing: is uh, this is not the only Kirby game because this fundamentally plays different from like. Your typical Kirby, because it's, it's a true. It's a it's a golf game. I don't call it what you want, yeah. but it's it's a golf. It's a sports. It's, golf. it's a sports Kirby ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a I'm a at it because it's a especially sort of the caveat that Jack gave for Goof Troop. Uh, if you're playing it with a friend, it is it is a fun afternoon. Yeah, like you can you can play through uh, a set of holes in like I don't know like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, and you can really just fuck around. Um, it's different. Uh, it's like a set of nine different holes. Uh, you and either an a uh, the CPU or a friend control a Kirby. Uh, you try to knock the Kirby's into multiple holes, or sorry, you try to. Defeat Destre- enemies. Defeat enemies and then get into the hole. Yes. Uh, and you want to get myself. And uh, when you defeat an enemy, 
you pick up a star. Yeah. And there's like a certain number of stars on each level. And the player, it basically just, you want to have the most stars at the end of nine holes. But there's a little bit of strategy because you, uh, you can change the star color to your star um, after someone else has already touched it. So yep. you can you can gank stars from people, um, and it can just cause, uh, like, I don't know, a little bit of like chaos and fun uh, when you're yep. playing. It yep. is, uh, it's a fun game. I'll it say that. It's it very uh, fun. So Kirby's Dream Course, number whatever, yeah. number whatever. All right, number eleven, Jack. My number whatever, eleven, uh, is, is yet another example of. Uh, God, much better games came out after this one, but this was the only one that came out in the 90s. My number 11 is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Wow. The first one, which is, I mean, if you would put, like, every Tony Hawk game up to, like, American Skateland, not American Skateland, American Wasteland, excuse me. Um, So pretty much, like, the first four Pro Skater games, Underground 1, Underground 2, and American Wasteland. This is, like, my least favorite of those eight games. But it's still, like, among the original, like, golden era of Tony Hawk games. Um, it's a little bare bones. It's, uh... It, you There's no balance meter. There are 12 songs in the soundtrack. I don't remember how many levels they are. I will say there's, like probably seven or eight but like they're all really fucking good like the levels are fantastic um and like content wise it's uh you know pretty much just do you play through the levels and do the set number of things that you can do within a two minute time period um it does have multiplayer too where you can just like fuck around with a friend and play things like Horse, which is the best multiplayer game in any Tony Hawk game. Um, which is like basketball horse, except it's skateboarding and you have to like keep outdoing each other by point total. Um, oh yeah. I remember uh, playing that mode a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean like, again, there are better Tony Hawk games that came out after this, but this is the only one that it's came out. It's a solid start. And no, no, it's still a great game. It's, I, like... Hype it up, Jack! It's on I, your list! I, it is on my list! This game sucks! Uh, I will I, yeah. I mean, the best way to experience... I mean, it's kind of like Ocarina of Time, where, like, the best way to experience it is through a remake that came out later. Uh, but... Which would rank much higher on this list if it came out in the 90s, obviously, but... Uh, no, it's still a great game. Uh, the soundtrack, I mean, despite how short it is, is every song in it fucking rules... You got Goldfinger, you got Primus, you got Dead Kennedys, you have Suicide Machines, you have the Vandals. It's, yeah, good shit. That's about all I got. Okay, I was just making uh, certain um, I didn't get wrong information before I mentioned it. Uh, my number 11. So I want to just go in before I mention this and say that there are so many good games that did not make my top 15. There's like, I played a lot of 90s games. I, lot, I played a lot of games from the 90s. I had a lot of competition. I could have gone with like five or even 10 honorable mentions. We just didn't, we decided not to do honorable mentions. Uh, but 
let, let, let's be assured that if there's anything that's oddly not on my list, it was probably close. That said, my number 11, guys. Is it Toho? It's Toho. God damn so it. So there's a, the, the, for, the fourth game in the series, Toho Gensokyo Lotus Land Story. You made that uh, one specifically. up. Specifically. I did not make that one up. It was released in 1998 for the PC-98. This was before the Toho games were Windows games, by the way. But it came out on the PC-98, and it was uh, it was only the second of like the actual shoot 'em up Toho games, like the the Toho games as we know them. Because the first one was a breakout clone, the second one was a shoot 'em up, like a regular shoot 'em up. The third game was a versus shoot 'em up. So like. Yeah, no, I I know Mystic Square is like also like which is the fifth game and also released like in the same year. So Zune was like hard at work on these games at the time. Um, is also highly regarded, but I just prefer Lotus Land Story. Like, yeah, you can play as Yuka in Mystic Square, but I don't care about that. I like fighting Yuka as an antagonist. She gets two stages for boss fights, which is insane considering most Toho final antagonists do not have two stages just to themselves so that's pretty cool the music is really good the classic song bad apple that has like that one like remixed version from like this one vocal circle that like got really popular because of like the like the music video for it was like went viral that shit came out of this game this is the first game where you can play as um uh, where you can play as Marisa, because in the second game, you, uh, she's a boss, so you only get to play as a right now. So this is the first game where you get to play as Marisa. This is the first appearance of the classic, of a lot of other classic things. And uh, there's two extra stage bosses for some reason, which usually there's only one. Um, it's kind of weird because most of the time the extra stage has like a mini boss and then a boss. But no, this game, th this game is just like, nah, you can have two extra stage bosses as a treat. And they're also really, like, iconic bosses in Gengetsu and Mugetsu. They're, like, these, like, sister maids, and they're insanely powerful. Uh, but yeah, no, just a lot of staple stuff that came from Toho actually really started. This is also the first Toho game uh, where you can actually, like, uh, make yourself slower and go into, like, a focus mode. Because in the first game that did uh, the shoot 'em up formula, you couldn't do that. Which was really dumb, because the bullet hell and not being able to slow your movement is really hard. Uh, so yeah, no, just a lot of classic staple stuff in the Toho series. I actually started with Lotus Land Story, and if we didn't have all those advancements, we wouldn't have Toho the way that we have it today. So, I mean, it's... I did a tier list once, and like it was in like my top tier of Toho games. I actually like it that much. It's, it's really good. It's just slept on because it's not a Windows game, but yeah. You know what? Since we're in a uh, shmup mood, I'll, I'll throw a shmup on the list. It's not a shmup, is it? Uh, or is it actually a shmup? I, I don't know. You tell me. Wait a minute. What? Is it Star Fox? No, fuck that. That's gross. <laughs> it's Aerial <laughs> Assault. What? Aerial Assault. Oh. Interesting. Uh, it was the the version specifically uh, that I uh, played I play is that. the Game Gear one, which came out in '92. Um, it also came out on the Master System, but you play as a jet fighter, and you like 
It's a side-scrolling shmup. Okay, I did not play this. Probably not. It's it's a fairly, like, I don't know, niche shmup? Like, I know shmups are, by design, like, a lot of them are pretty niche, unless you're, like, super into it. Except for Ikaruga. Um, but yeah, it's like, you're just fighting, like, jeeps and jets and choppers and shit. Um, and if you actually play on easy, uh, you can't beat the game. It's funny. Yeah, a lot of shmups do that. Like, the early Toho games until, I think, like, Toho 7. They, like, lock you out of the last stage or some other shit and, like, if you pick, like, the easy difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Shmups it's... hated people back then. It's super fun, um, and I like, uh, like, it has a, like, the graphics on it, even for, like, the Game Gear version, are, like, surprisingly well done. Um, I might, uh, stream it, uh, at some point, uh, cool. for the channel. Um, it's something yeah, dude, that it's I like a break in between games. Yeah, something like that. It's a, it's definitely a, a, a fun, a fun play. All right, so that was our first five entries into the top 15, or in the top 10. Uh, my number 10, uh, oh, one more thing before I, I just wanted to slightly amend what I, one thing I said earlier. The Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 soundtrack does not have 12 songs. It has 10 songs. That's so worse. It is even fewer than I thought, but still, all 10 songs on it are great. Uh, my number 10 is Earthbound. Um, I... That was a game I wish I could have finished, because that could have been on my list, but... Earthbound is... I mean... I don't know. It's hard to say... It's hard to just talk about Earthbound and say, like, what makes it great, because it's the kind of game that I feel like you need to, like, experience to, like, really get it. So, it is it is an RPG, but it is so unconventional. And yeah. that's what makes it good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you're not a, you know, a brave hero, when's that stream? Uh, one day. You know, you're not a brave hero going on this, like, epic quest to save a kingdom. Like, you're a kid, and you're going with your group of friends to... Uh, you're going somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you just... It's really... I mean, eventually it ends with you killing this, like, nightmare demon spawn. But, you know, there's a lot of shit on the way there, too. And it gets weird. Earthbound is a strange game, but in a good way. Um, It's... Looking back, it's amazing that a game as weird as Earthbound was localized. Uh, it seems like... I mean, it's easy to say in retrospect, like, oh yeah, you know, Earthbound has always been around, but like... Earthbound is a weird game. and it's Yeah, no, a game coming out like that in the mid-90s, it, to an American audience, no less, Yeah, is, is so, like... It's become a cult classic. Yeah, and it's... Like, the music is phenomenal... The, oh, yeah. the set pieces are super interesting. The locations in the game are extremely memorable. Uh, the combat and gameplay is not, like, objectively not the most exciting, but it's a turn-based RPG. It plays fine enough. Um, you know, the, the reason why the game is as impactful as it is is because of the way its unique sense of style and the way it presents itself. I was going to say, the- sometimes a... Yeah, sometimes a unique presentation 
can really bolster a game, and I think this is what Earthbound excels at. Yeah, uh, this, I mean, like, it's the only game I can think of where you can go to the store and buy a hamburger and then beat up a hippie and a Ku Klux man member. <laughs> Ku Klux Klan member. Klu- Jesus. A, a, a Ku Klux Klanber. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, no, it's a fucking great game. You can play it on... It's on Super Nintendo Online, right? No. It's not? Oh, fuck. It is not. Um, uh, you can play it on the Super Nintendo mini if you have that i do have that or if you downloaded it before they shut the servers down it was on the 3ds eShop for new 3ds systems and and the wii u and the wii u U. yeah unfortunately there's no i i i'm pretty sure it's not on the nintendo on the super nintendo switch online uh don't quote me on that though i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's not yeah um so just emulate it fuck it (laughs) because it's not it's been historically, you know, hard to play. Nintendo, for the love of God, get whatever rights issues you need situated to get us Mother 3, but put it in a collection. Just give us all three games. Seriously. Please. Anyway, that's it. I'm done. Uh, my number 10 is uh, the second of... <laughs> Guys, I have a lot of PlayStation 1 games on this list. <laughs> I just realized. It's almost like the PlayStation 1 was a game that came out in the... Or is a... Jesus six, Christ. Never mind. Six PlayStation 1 it was games. A game. But yes, the PlayStation 1 was a system that came out in the 90s. And as much as I like to prop up the N64 for what it was, because I do like the N64. God, the PlayStation dominated the second half of the 90s. And I'm looking at this list and it's just evidence of that. Uh, but my number 10 is Crash Bandicoot 2, Quark Tech Strikes Back. Yes, I know, Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped is a game. I did not actually finish it all the way through, and I grew up on Quark Tech Strikes Back and the first game, and I liked the first, uh, the second game a lot. Quark Tech Strikes Back is really fun. I, it's, it's, it's funny how, how much better the Crash games got when they took away, like, the overly convoluted like i like i don't mind it but i don't actually really care like the when the crap when the early crash like with the first crash game and crash 4 did like the donkey kong country thing where like the world map is like this big long like thing that you have most of the time you have to do like linear levels on that map and it's supposed to be like uh you know oh you know you can you can look at this cool map but you're still moving in a straight line well, Crash Bandicoot 2 got rid of that, put you in a hub world that was literally just the portals to the levels. But because of that, every like world, you could just challenge whatever level you wanted in any order. And then as soon as you beat all the levels, you can fight the boss. So you could take the levels from each world and in whatever you choose. I thought that was cool. I thought that them introducing some uh, extra mechanics, like being able to ride a polar bear in a couple of levels was pretty fun. Um just the level design is overall way better in the second game than the first game and because of the fact that they have different worlds uh they have a lot more cohesion because like in the first game they like a lot of them are really just tropical themed and then at some random point in the story you get a lot of like these like techno style levels because you're nearing like cortex's base and i know it makes sense 
like because that like the, that's the progression. But I like how Crash Bandicoot 2, because of the worlds having different structures, you have so many different styles of level that you can go through. There are sewers, there's Arctic lands, there's the tropical style ones that I mentioned before in two different configurations. One's more water-based, one's more like land-based. You have the techno style levels. There's like a bunch of other ones. There's there's so many different styles of level in this game and just a lot of iconic uh, set pieces because of that. Cortex is supposed to be helping Crash. So like they have, so he has like this like banter with Crash in between levels. And I thought that that banter was really fun. And it was, it was interesting how like there'd be like this hologram like intercom uh, projection in the hub world and like the characters mostly cortex but sometimes like other characters would butt in they'd like talk to you and it's just there's so much personality just so much cool stuff about this game that i really love and i just like i said it is my favorite crash game uh to date and just yeah all right we're done talking about shitty games (laughs) oh i was talking about the the previous five on my list that oh. was all the the filth. I thought you're talking. I thought you're. Ta- I thought you're talking about my number ten. Oh, I'm talking about all of your games and eleven oh. through fifteen on my list, <laughs> and Jack's choices of Ocarina of Time and whatever else I didn't care about, <laughs> and I won't care about in the future. Probably his Kirby. No comment. But. Okay, we're we're talking about good games now. Specifically, my number ten. And that's going to be the only good game on this list, because it's The Sword of Hope 2 for the Game Boy. What? The Sword of Hope? Alright, I got the good reaction. <laughs> please, if please tell me about this game, because I have no idea what the hell this if, is. If they've never heard of it, then that means it's a really good game, folks. Uh, the Sword of Hope 2 is a... Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I immediately see how you played this. <laughs> 3DS Virtual Console? Yes. Yep. I played it through that. That's beside the point. Because it is a first-person dungeon-crawling RPG. On the Game Boy? On the Game Boy, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's... Oh, so it's like Fantasy Star 1, right? Yeah, it's like that, or like the old SMT games. Uh, Um, Or like, um, God, uh, Wizardry? Yeah, Wizardry. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is it's a really good or Etrian Odyssey. Uh, those games, those are all first yeah. person uh, dungeon crawlers. So it's in that realm of RPG. Um, it's just it is a little bit simpler than some of those other ones because some of those are on like higher end systems. But for a Game Boy like first person dungeon crawling RPG, it is solid, um, really fun. Um, I like like the the level progression. Uh, the biggest thing is it probably has a bit uh, a bit steep of a, a level curve. Uh, as soon as you enter a new area after you've like beaten a boss, things feel like they're like five or six levels above you, and you have to run to the to the next shop and buy up all the new armor, and then level up a couple times, and then you're like, cool, I won't die from like one random encounter. But other than that. I mean, because guess what? Uh, if you're going to play this game, you're probably not going to play it on a Game Boy. You're probably going to do the dirty thing that Jack keeps suggesting. Emulating it. Um, and um, 
you'll have save states and it'll be fine because it's, it's fine. It's fine. Don't be like Cloud. You can, it's fine. You can use them. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Is it my turn? You can you can interrupt me at any point. Okay. I'm just gonna say it's fine until the heat death of the universe. Okay. Uh. Well, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> It's, uh, fine. it's fine. My, it's fine, folks. That's just fine. We hope you're doing fine. Yeah, are you doing fine? You tell yeah. us. You tell us. Email yeah. us. Let us let us know. Yeah. Get a, a sip of your drink. It's been a long po- podcast so far. My We're not even halfway there. Oh my god. My number nine is number Final nine. Fantasy VI. Ooh. Um Yeah. That's a the, good Almost game. Almost game. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VI. Uh, honestly, this would probably rank much higher if I have played this. If I had played this game recently. If you had played times. the game. Yeah, I have played it. <laughs> it's been a long time. Guys, my number one is Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. I haven't played it, but I'm sure it's my number one. <laughs> Classic. You know I haven't played it yet. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's just been a while since I've played it. Um, so I can't, like, speak on, from super fresh memory. But, like, like, most of these games on this list I have played, like, within the past couple of years. Um, but so yeah, you're no. saying your your list suffers from recency bias? I, yeah, what the hell for the nineties? Yeah, I yeah. don't. That's not how recency bias works. Yes, it I is. mean, uh, whatever. It can for you specifically because you played most of the higher up games on your list more recently. I, that is true. I guess. Um, I yeah, I, I haven't know. played Age of Empires two, the Age of Kings, since the early 2000s <laughs> fair enough so there you go um, go on Jack yeah no I mean Final Fantasy 6 uh, great game great characters uh, really engaging story uh, super f- like fun to explore world um, each character has like their own like interesting arc to go with them uh, most, of, most of them do anyway um, great villain. Uh, you can. I'm trying to a bus or a train. Is it a train? A train, yeah. It's a train. Thank you, Saban. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to make this go a little bit quicker. What has have... been said about Final Fantasy VI? I should well, stream this one day. You know, we really yeah. don't talk about Final Fantasy VI. I so got you the Pixel Remaster. Did you? I gifted it to you. Okay, I don't What's, remember. Is it on Steam? Oh, wait, you literally yes. said thank no, you. No, that's right. I do remember now. I'm sorry. That was on Steam. Yeah. I was like, it was on Steam, which is why I was like, oh, that's right. I do have the mean, like many means to play this game. But now you I, can play a pixel remaster of it. That's true. Um, and yeah. I've, I've heard the pixel remaster is very good. They did do a 2D HD for the opera scene. Ooh. Show Dude. me more. Now, you, now, now you gotta play it. You have to, I got, so I, I can him. watch I, it. I do. There's no, no way in hell I'm ever going to play Final Fantasy, <laughs> except for um, I played this one. Yeah, I'll stream it someday in the future. Thank you for sure. But um, all right. yeah, no, that's about all I got. 
My number nine, talk about the duality of man compared to my last entry, is Spyro 2 Richter's wow. Rage. Wow. wow. A, ni- a 1999 game, so another one that was very close to not being able to make the list. Uh, it was this or Spyro 1, and obviously Spyro 2 is the better game because it has better mechanics. Like, you can actually hover. The bosses are actual bosses that you can fight. Uh, the levels are generally a lot more involved. I like the you know intro outro cutscenes that give the levels a lot more personality. I played this game as part of the Spire Reignited trilogy for the channel uh, on YouTube. So if you want to go over to YouTube, you want to watch that. The whole trilogy is on one playlist. You can watch the whole thing. But I do say that the uh, even though Crash and Spyro have those remasters. Um, and I do think that they're they're the best ways to play, uh, because of the fact that the first game, or like they're, the games are like not all on there, uh, because you have to like download a patch update, which is kind of stupid. Uh, the PS One games uh, they hold up really well, like they control really nicely, they are a lot of fun. But I mean, I've said a lot about Spyro Two. Good soundtrack, good three D platforming. Good stuff. All right, let's let's try and throw another curveball at you guys. Yeah. My number nine is Gargoyles Quest. I okay, remember you this talking one. About I'm this. not so surprised, mostly because I mean I'm not I'm I'm a little I forgot that you played this, but uh-huh. I've heard so many good things about Gargoyles Quest, so that's why I'm not surprised. Because it's a good game. I heard it's like, what, isn't that? That's a Game Boy game, right? It is another Game Boy game. I I heard it's one of the best Game Boy games. It's definitely a Game Boy game. That is for sure. I mean, it's on my list. Uh, It's not the top Game Boy game. Um, But it's one of four Game Boy games that have made my list. So, it's it's up there. Um, I have zero Game Boy games on my list. You are wrong. I'm sorry. Stop it. I have one. You're slightly better. Get get good though. You guys have to get better. Get better. Honestly, lessons. it's the problem is is I was a stupid kid, and outside of this one game that's on my list from the Game Boy, a lot of the Game Boy games I played were not good Game Boy games. They were oh. mostly like licensed shit that was like okay at best. Like, I did play some good Game Boy games later, but, like, a lot of those were still, like, not quite good enough compared to what I put on there. So, so here's my... Like... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, here's my excuse. I was four years old when the 90s ended. I didn't have a Game Boy when I was a kid. And I played this game on the 3DS Virtual Console, so shut the fuck up. Get gooder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is Gargoyle's Quest about? It You play as Gargoyle. Um, and he, um, um, um... He's on a quest? He's on a quest, and it's for the Game Boy. What's, <laughs> what's the gameplay like? Uh, it's a 2D platformer, um... Oh! And it, like, very light Metroidvania-type stuff. Uh, you get power-ups as you go through. Uh, it's like RPG Metroidvania mix. Um... Interesting. Uh, it's... I, this is one I will definitely have to like. I want to do a stream for it, um, so it is one I will I will do. Let me see if I can find the Wikipedia plot. According to the fictional game lore, Firebrand is a gargoyle uh, predestined to carry 
on the namestake and the identity of the Red Blaze. It's a tie-in to um, Ghosts and Goblins, uh, like the, oh, the villain right, of Ghosts right. and Goblins. And then there's Demon's Crest that was uh, for the, the Super Nintendo. Um, and it also had a... Uh, there was also like Gargoyle's Quest 2 on the, the NES. Um, but yeah. It's it's a it's a fun game. Alright, Jack, what's your number eight? Let's see, now we're getting into the really good games. No, we I already good said games that. Before? Well, no. Yeah, Lightning did say that. Yeah. And it was specifically only for that one game. That's the best game on the list, and it was my number ten. <laughs> Alright. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, but we're getting into the really good shit. Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. He thinks. Number what's eight the, is... What's what? the best shit? Tell us, Jack. What's the best shit? My number eight is Donkey Kong Country, baby. Baby! Let's baby. go! Donkey Kong Country. Uh, The first one specifically. A lot of people really like the second game the most. I was going to say, I, I like the second game. Uh-oh. And the second game is also a great game. But, but like it doesn't have Donkey Kong as it a playable have, character. It doesn't have Donkey Kong as a playable character. Don't it, care. It doesn't Diddy care. And Dixie are legit. But I think in terms of... I think in terms of de- level design, the second game might be a little bit better. But in terms of like level locations... Like in terms of level aesthetics, memorable designs, memorable like designs in terms of set pieces and music, and That's just fair. the overall presentation. I, do, I do prefer remember the, Donkey Kong Country one better. I prefer the first game, but the second game is also great, and the third game is fucking great too. Like, let's be real. Like, I, the third game does not get nearly enough love uh, compared to the first two, and that is, you know, it is the weakest of the three, but it's still a great game. Um. But yeah, first Donkey Kong Country, phenomenal 2D platformer with insane visuals for the Super Nintendo, incredible music uh, featuring courtesy of David Wise yet again. Um, He struck again. He's he's so fucking good, honestly. Um, But yeah, I... The whole fucking game is. You didn't get to talk about him on the uh, the soundtracks. Uh, video I didn't. Game soundtracks podcast, huh? I didn't. Um, we have a podcast episode on video game music, so go listen to that if you have not. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm blanking on things to say about Donkey Kong Country. Landon and I streamed this uh, as recently as like last year. Um, we've played through this game together like twice. And it's a blast, honestly. My number eight is the obligatory Pokemon entry on this list. Wow. Yes. It's a poke. I put Pokemon yellow specifically. Gross. It's technic. It could be Pokemon red, blue, yellow, but it's, I put Pokemon yellow because it fundamentally is a more polished and better product. But I mean, they're all basically the same game, so it doesn't really matter. But, uh, the Gen 1 Pokemon games, Jack, say the line. Haven't aged the best. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they haven't aged the best. And yes, I know. I put the remakes in my top games of the 2000s. I don't care. I like this was the start of me playing Pokemon. And it really wouldn't feel right for it to not be here just on the technicality that I have the remakes in the other list. Like I, they had to be here somewhere. Um, surprisingly, only at number eight, though, which means that the competition is getting pretty fucking stiff and especially since uh, these are pretty bad games wow <laughs> fuck you but yeah no pokemon uh if like pokemon red blue and yellow for their time are crazy good games for the fact that they managed to fit all of what they do on a simple game boy cartridge that's a tiny amount of space and they managed to fit this immersive game at the time where like you could have this big open world to explore. You could build a party of six party members with dozens of different possible creatures, which is not unheard of. Like it's it's a thing that's been done before, but it wasn't done the way that Pokemon did it, and it was such a tangible thing. Like yeah, you know, people will be like, oh, it's just rock paper scissors at the end of the day. Yes, I know it's rock paper scissors at the end of the day, but it's extremely complicated and well thought out rock paper scissors if that means anything probably doesn't but you know. uh yeah i just uh pokemon yellow specifically touched up a lot and fixed a lot of the bugs uh they fixed a lot of the weird uh, like yes gen one gets memed on for its sprite quality uh if if that's like a problem for you then just play pokemon yellow because a lot of the front all the front sprites are like closer to the anime so they look more consistent but I mean, even then, just um, the fact that Pokemon Yellow in America, at least, because in Japan, this was not the case. They did manage to take advantage of the Game Boy Color uh, if you're playing it on that. So you would have like different colors for the um, different cities that you could go to. Like if you went to Pewter City, it was a kind of pewter color, which is just a cool touch. But, you know, it's Pokemon at the end of the day. I like the music. I like the you know, the, the the combat system of Pokemon, you know, traveling around, all that good old jazz. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm just going to say it now, I was going to wait till the end. The next podcast we're talking about Pokemon, so I'm going to just shut up now and wait to talk more about Pokemon then. But now, now we don't have to listen to that podcast because you spoiled us. Wow. Yay. Anyway, Lennon? Choose your track. What? Choose your racer. Oh, I see. Midway. Midway. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Dude, I'm so, I'm ashamed I forgot about this game. <laughs> I mean, it, it wouldn't have been in my top 15, but that's a good fucking game to yeah. have in the top 15. So the arcade and Dreamcast versions came out in 99, so... I was like... That counts. Yup. I played Hydro Thunder. That's a good game. Hydro Thunder like is uh, a certified, bona fide, absolute classic. Show it me is. a more classic. I, I'll slap you in the face because it's just another copy of Hydro Thunder. Um, for those How are who, the water physics in this game so good? It's so good. For, for the uneducated, because I'm about to educate you so you can be on the correct side of history. Um... Whatever that means. I don't know. Um, Hydro Thunder is a racing game where you are in a water vehicle. AKA. It's like speedboats. Like, like a speedboat type thing. Uh, they get a little crazy looking, um, so, you know, it's what it is. 
Uh, but it's just it's just an arcade racer. Um, you just try to drive through the checkpoints to keep the time going. Try to get first by the end of it, baby. Um, yeah, and the console versions. Uh, I I actually own the Dreamcast version. Um, runs really well. It's like uh, it's a solid version of the game. So it's not just the arcade version. If you have the the um, if there's one Dreamcast if there's one thing Sega knew how to do right, it's arcade ports. Yeah, well, the 64 version is also pretty solid, too. That's true. Yeah, but uh, the Dreamcast version, excellent. Um, get yourself a copy of Hydro Thunder, slap it into your Dreamcast or whatever. Uh, go buy the arcade machine and just play it. <laughs> like it's To this day, I will say Hydro Thunder is probably still the best racing game I ever played from an arcade cabinet. It's, it's, it, it's so good. It's definitely one of the most memorable for me. That's, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. All right, Jack. Top that. What do My you number got Better than huh? that. What do you got I, better I, than that? I can't. I there don't. You go. Uh, my number seven is go watch that LP. Go watch that stream VOD. It's Kirby Superstar, baby. Yay. Yay. That's a good Kirby. game. Yay. Kirby Superstar is a fucking great game. Hey. You know what? I'll just do mine. Because mine's another Kirby game, but it's not that one. It's this is Dreamland 3. It's Dreamland 3. Yay! Yay! Don't watch that, that. Actually, don't watch that Let's Play. That's old as fuck. It's gross. <laughs> no, go back and watch it. It's actually. it's It, it still gets views somehow. Uh, anyway, Kirby, yay! Kirby, yay! Alright, Cloud. You got a Kirby game? No. You were contractually obligated to put a Kirby game in your number seven spot now. Whatever it is, I don't care. Just it, erase it and put a Kirby I'm Kirby. not taking my number seven out for Kirby. As much as I like some of the Kirby games, for even from the 90s, I'm not taking my number seven out for it. Well, Sorry. we're just going to p- plug our ears and go la la la, and we're just going to hear Kirby. <laughs> we're going to plug our ears and sing the theme song to Kirby right back at you. <laughs> So, I guess that's what I'm going to do now while you guys talk about Kirby is plug my ears. Wow. I, I okay. was done. Yeah. Alright, talk, talk about Kirby. Okay. Kirby Superstar, I, I, I've talked about this game so many times and I've let's played it and streamed it. Kirby Superstar is my one of my favorite Kirby games. It's like top three, bare minimum. It For a time, it was my favorite Kirby game and I still think that is the case, but I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Uh, it's got multiple game modes where you can which have their own little individual stories it's got a ton of like unique set pieces and iconic levels it's got Dynablade it's got fuck gourmet race it's got Milky Way wishes it has everyone's favorite stage from Super Smash Brothers for Wii U the Great Cave Offensive yeah I'm everyone <laughs> Honestly, that's like the one thing I don't care for in Kirby Superstar is the great like I've I played the Great Cave Offensive and I'm like I think it's fun. It's a little too long, but I think it's fun. Um and the but yeah, that's it. I'm done. Kirby Dreamland 3 has Samus Aran and a Metroid. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need, baby. You don't need your weird gameplay modes. You just have a Kirby game where you uh, have a, a friend and that you make new and powers with. You gooey. And they have a big. Gooey. They have a big tongue. Yeah, 
And he's not the only one. Well, I was talking about the other friends that you make the new powers with. Like in Dreamland 2, but... Better? I don't know, it's for the Super Nintendo, and not the Game Boy. Ew, who likes Game Boy games? <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, your turn now, Cloud. Oh, I didn't realize you guys were already done. What Kirby uh, game do you that? have at your <laughs> number seven spot? I, uh, listen, hear me out. Uh-huh. I don't have Kirby in my number seven spot. Uh-huh. But this game does involve monkeys. My number seven is Ape Escape. Kirby Escape, as I, got it. <laughs> as, as I, as this video is being streamed, uh, or video, as this podcast is being streamed to Twitch, and I'll probably be done with it as this goes out to actual podcast streaming services. I hope so. Uh, I, am, I am streaming Ape Escape right now. This audio is like, watch, we're recording it like watch, three yeah. weeks in advance. Yeah. You can watch the VODs on the YouTube channel when those go out. Uh, yeah. Ape Escape is the first in a series of 3D platformers revolving around uh, a unique gameplay, or a unique um, control scheme that complements gameplay, where you get a bunch of gadgets and you catch monkeys uh, across various levels. Ape Escape was the only one that came out in the 1990s. The other two came out on the sequel system, the PlayStation 2, mid, early mid 2000s, so those didn't qualify. Uh, but yeah, Ape, I mean, I put Ape Escape three on my top games of the twenty of the two thousands, so like, this is probably not that surprising. Uh, I love Ape Escape. I like the unique uh, gameplay mechanics. The only problem with any of the Ape Escape games, in my opinion, is just because of the fact that because of the way that the game plays, camera control is not great. But it surprisingly holds up really well for not having manual control of the camera. I will say that for sure. I was expecting to go into my recent replay of this game and like dreading the camera. And like, yeah, there's a couple times where I wish the camera was in just a better position. But like at no point did I think that the game like the game's camera was horrendous or even bad. Uh, And that's because I think the level design in uh, this game is just incredible across the board. There's not a level in this game I don't like. There's not a level in this game that I even think is just okay. I love every level in Ape Escape. It's so fun. And just, you only get like eight gadgets in this first game, but that's really all you need. There's enough variety there to make use of all the different gadgets and catch a lot of monkeys. And it is the first game in the series, so like a couple of like the even though they introduced different varieties of monkeys based on the pants they wear and the ways they behave some of them kind of just blend together uh in this first game uh but it's still got a decent variety of monkeys some of them throw banana peels some of them try and flail their arms at you some of them can run really fast some of them have a jet have a rocket uh a backpack that shoots missiles at you for some reason some of them carry a machine gun why i don't know it's ape escape they don't explain anything and i don't want them to because i love this game so much and explaining it would probably remove all of the version but yeah that's that's my number seven it's ape escape it is the fourth of a bunch of playstation one games on this list so let's go back around we got number sixes with jack uh-huh. <laughs> it's banjo kazooie 
Oh, I thought it was. I was Kingdom wondering Hearts. where. I was wondering where this was going to be on your list. I was like, Bandra Kazooie's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, yeah, Banjo Kazooie, the best. Yeah, no, the best, the best 3D platformer to come out in the 90s. Um, Ben's fighting words. I, I just talked about a 3D platformer. Yeah, well, Did I'm going to talk about a dudes. different 3D platformer. Um, oh, go ahead. Banjo Kazooie. I've talked about this game so fucking much. I love this game so fucking much. I have thought about putting this in my poll for what to stream next, but I just got done doing two 3D platformer Let's Plays in a row, so I think I'm going to wait a little bit, but definitely one day, because I fucking love Banjo-Kazooie. Every world in the game is extremely... just has so much character, and it they're super fun to explore, Everything has googly eyes. The music is fucking phenomenal. Courtesy of Grant Kirkhope. The characters are fun and memorable. They talk really weird. I... Shit, dude. And for, like, being in a late 90s 3D platformer, most of which don't control very well by today's standards, Banjo-Kazooie controls extremely well. For a late 90s platformer. 3D platformer. Um, it is... It has aged very well, actually. What? And, no. I don't know, just like the... Just exploring <laughs> the Landon different Landon is so worlds. upset that you didn't say the line. I'm sorry. Say the line, I'm not, Jack. Fuck you, it has aged very well. Dang it. Um, but... Nah, the levels are just so fun to explore and just collecting all of the different items and shit that you get. The different transformations that you have. The the mini games. God, there's so much. Uh, I love it so much. One day, I will stream it. It's, it's interesting. Like, basically, what you said about Banjo-Kazooie and, like, what I've said about Ape Escape kind of, like, mirror each other. Except one is an N64 game and the other is a PS1 game. I know. And one's a can, a P- can, can a PS1 boy and a N64 girl fall in love? <laughs> Have you seen those memes? Yeah, yeah. So, well, we're so going to find out that. later tonight on this podcast. So <laughs> keep listening, folks. It's going to get hot and uh, sweaty. My number six is the fourth entry in a beloved RPG series Ooh. released for a 16-bit system. Ooh where you can use a party of up to five characters, traverse several overworlds. I got it. He's got it. It's Dragon Quest IV. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Good answer, Steve! Good answer! (laughs) It's, um... And if you you were guessing Final Fantasy IV, you're wrong! Because it's Fantasy Star IV! Uh, This is actually the newest... This is the uh, newest entry in my list. Newest as in it was the one I played most recently. Uh, uh, it's funny how many similarities this game and Final Fantasy IV have. Recency but, uh, biased, I see. <laughs> hey. This managed... So this only managed to get number six. But considering I put this game above Ape Escape, I put this game above Pokemon Yellow, I put this game above a bunch of other games. I obviously think very highly of this game. I haven't actually been able to talk about this game all that much yet, though, because this is the first time this has appeared in a video. 
Uh, Fantasy Star 4, you start as like uh, kind of just a lowly uh, cadet who's working um, just kind of as like in like this like academy. And then um, he has to go investigate. There's like a basement and there's some like weird alien monsters. So he fights them. And then it turns out that some weird big shit is happening. And it basically evolves into a, uh, a an epic sci-fi fantasy RPG. He, uh, this character, Chaz, uh, will befriend a bunch of other different characters from different worlds. And they have to uncover this weird looming darkness that's like threatening uh, multiple different worlds. And what's funny is that this game also, later on, without spoiling too much, it uh, turns a lot of RPG tropes on their head story-wise. Mechanically, it's as I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Story-wise, like the like the characters in universe, especially the main character Chaz, will be like, "Why is it like they don't like break the fourth wall?" But like they they don't have the typical attitude that a bunch of people that get strung into saving the world from like gods and like evil giant like demonic beings that can like warp space time. Usually, like your typical characters are like yeah let's go save the day but like no some of these guys are like why is this happening why is it happening to us like they they like they really dissect that a little bit which i really enjoyed uh it's just it's it's a really cool setting it the characters are some of my favorite characters in any rpg i've played um, which is saying a lot considering I played a lot of RPGs and two, this is a 90s RPG and the dialogue is not translated the best uh, because early, uh, 90s RPGs, sometimes they have to condense a lot of like Japanese characters and try to say something more succinct in English or whatever language is being, you know, translated to. So some of the stuff can get lost in translation, but I still think the translation is a lot of fun. The characters have a lot of witty dialogue. They do some, a lot of dialogue scenes with, like, these comic book-style scenes where the panels, like, take turns being on screen, which I think it really lends to the presentation. Uh, mechanically, though, it is a standard turn-based RPG. Uh, it's one of those where, like, you pick all of your character's actions, and then they do all of them at once in the same round at the after all the decisions are chosen sort of thing. Uh, you have up to five characters, like I mentioned, and it's interesting because it's from like a like a front view, so it's more closer to like the older Dragon Quest games where you get a good visual of the opponent, but you don't get really too much visual on your characters. But Fantasy Star Four manages to remedy this by having the characters you get to see them from the back, and they'll often have a lot of intricate animations, especially for a Genesis game, uh, to show what they're doing with their different attacks. Uh, the music is great. The story is really good. The gameplay is good as well. The only downside, I think, is that because this is not Final Fantasy, this is not like Persona, um, it can be kind of tough to tell what spells and techniques do what. Being a 90s game, they had to really crunch down the names of the spells and skills and techniques that you could use. Which characters can have both physical techniques and spells, and they have different pools, so that's pretty cool too. So, like, the it, it took me forever to learn like what certain skills did. You basically had to look it up. But outside of that, everything else was like masterpiece quality. It's it's really really good. If you haven't, if you love turn-based RPGs, but you haven't played the Fantasy Star games, the story connects 
in a way, but it's super loose to a point that you don't have to have experienced anything in the previous games. Like, I didn't know anything about any of the previous Fantasy Star games, and I learned after I was near the end of the game that, like, there's a part near the end of Fantasy Star 4 where the antagonist, like, spoilers, but the antagonist from the first game comes back and some stuff happens and it's, it's really cool. There's just, like, it's, it's, it's really nice and just an overlooked gem of an RPG. I have to say, I, th I think that if you if you're in the market for it, definitely give it a shot. The fact that I put it at number six, though, that means that the competition for me is really stiff coming. Lennon, uh, uh, um, hey, hey guys, hey. Hey. hey, Casey here. Hey, Casey guys. here. Fucking Casey here with another goddamn motherfucking pickups video uh, today. Here's Donkey Kong uh, Country 2 of Diddy's Comic Quest. <laughs> he, oh. he, he, pulled, he pulled nothing out of a hat. <laughs> yeah. What? Okay, I'm curious. What makes you pick two over the first one? Uh, because I hate Donkey Kong. So oh. I love my Donkey Kong games, San Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier you were just like, yeah, the second game doesn't have Donkey Kong. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a contrarian even to myself. It's, exactly. it's funny because, like, you didn't mention, any, like, you didn't give any hints no. or any indications that this would be here and not Donkey Kong Country. No. When Jack was talking about Donkey Kong Country One, you think I'm I'm the weak kind of soul that would hint later at what my my fucking list has ba based off of what some other jerk off has in his list. Damn, some harsh. Other <laughs> I don't know. It's late. I, I'm tired. It is. I'm, I'm getting yeah. extra it is two, cranky. It's two a.m. where I live. For Landon, it's eleven, and a Landon, Landon's usually somebody somebody who's up early in the mornings. I and I'm still semi recovering after my long right. ass trip. Long ass. I mean, I'm probably gonna go into it way more, but we we drove almost twelve hundred miles. Uh, Jesus. In that four-day span. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so, like, it was a lot of, like, in the car, um, and three of the days we were camping, so, like, we were sleeping in a tent. <laughs> and those those weren't, like, super well-rested days, um, especially the first one. That was awful. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Diddy's Conquest, uh, solid. I mean, all the Donkey fucking Kongs countries... Donkey fucking Kongs. Uh, they're all good answers, Steve's. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> um, you know, you just you just get solid games. I just went with number two because I I do like playing as Trixie. I like I like Trixie. The, uh, who? <laughs> Dixie. I, Dixie. No, Trixie. I love playing as Trixie. Trixie from, Kong. From, from uh, what? Ver what version? <laughs> Switch on. What version of this game are you playing? I was playing the Switch Online version. Trixie, you're playing Kong, as Trixie right? Tang from Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, Trixie Tang, not Trick, not Taxi Kong or whatever the fuck you guys Taxi make it up. Taxi Kong. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh god. Taxi Kong. Just take over. It's literally just. It's literally just the Donkey Kong like family member driving a taxi all the time. I would love that. I. Why isn't that in Mario Kart? Alright, let's move on to our number fives. We got to the top five. Alright. We barely got there. 
Yeah, we're getting there. All right, number five is Super Metroid. Um, I'm assuming it's even higher on Landon's list based on the fact that he's not saying anything. I don't know. It will be. I don't know. I it could be. Okay, you know what? I'll I'll keep quiet. I have to pull it out of a hat. Remember. I'm only pulling games out of a hat. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, Super Metroid, classic game, classic Samus adventure. Go classic, watch, haven't played it. Classic, haven't played it yet. <laughs> Go watch the LP. Um, no, Super Metroid, I mean... I think it's my favorite 2D Metroid. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth between this and Zero Mission. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously phenomenal game. So many... Fuck, I I'm trying to make this go, go quickly. Uh, go watch the LP, man. Uh, this this game fucking rules. It's It's a Metroid. It's 2D Metroid at its best. It's got lots of unique areas to explore. It's got cool boss fights. It's got lots of cool power-ups. Uh, doing the wall jumping is a pain in the ass. Or not the wall jumping, the, uh, was that in... Was there wall... There was wall There's jumping wall in Super jumping Metroid. In yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, I was trying to... It's late. Um, yeah, the wall jumping is a pain in the ass, but... Uh... That's, that's about it, really. I mean, that's the only bad thing about the game. All things well, considered. So we're entering my top five, and my number... Five is among many games that I'm going to probably just summarize because I've talked about a lot of these games a lot before. Number five is Final Fantasy Tactics for the PlayStation 1. Yay, good it answer, Steve. is good a answer. strategy RPG with one of the best stories in a video game I've ever played, period. Just, just period. One of the best game uh, sto uh, video game stories of all time. Just has incredible characters. The plot's very convoluted, but like really still like followable just really uh interesting twists and turns um i really like the uh gameplay you have usually four or five units at a time and uh your generic units you have like a bunch of different job classes that they can take on it's like if you've played fire emblem if you've played disguise if you've played this game uh, of course final fantasy tactics advance either like just you know how this game works for the most part the most unique part about this game is like the um, the time system with combat where like certain uh, skills might take time to charge. So you might have to charge and then you go into a different part of the turn order because every the turn order is determined by speed rather than just you have a turn, your opponents have a turn. So it can be pretty interesting. Uh, you can build your characters in a way that you can take advantage of those extra turns. That's one thing I don't really manage to talk about with Final Fantasy Tactics is... It does have a unique turn order system when it comes to uh, strategy RPGs. But I mean, other than that, it's like the same uh, standard fare strategy RPG, just really, really well done. The only reason uh, I did put the PSP version, I'm pretty sure, in my top games of the 2000s. And um, the only thing that held that back was because the PSP version has lag. The only problem I have with the first game is that you don't get a lot of units. Like you can only have 16 at a time. And there's a lot of good non-generic units, which don't leave you a whole lot of space for generic units if you want to use those. But some of them are really good. Like, Agrius is one of my favorite characters in any strategy RPG ever. 
It is so cool that you get this like holy paladin knight character, but their attitude is not like they're yeah, they like to stand up for justice, but they're not like like they're not like like uh what's the word? They're not like an ass about it. Like she's pretty down to earth. She's just you know, she's very friendly, but she just has a good sense of justice, which is pretty cool for that kind of character to have. And just you can unlock Cloud from Final Fantasy VII in this game for some reason. I don't know. But uh, you can you can unlock a robot that you can play as. A lot of cool characters. I mentioned everything else, though. I'm not going to say those things again. I wanted to talk about new stuff, and I did. So I'm happy for that. Um, uh, my number five... I Honestly, this one I went back and forth on between uh, two different games from the same uh, franchise, series, whatever. Um, I drew the line and I decided it's Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. It's a good pick. Uh, the other would have been Donkey Kong 94. But because they're both uh, Mario platformers, I, uh, I decided to go with Mario Land 2. Um, solid, solid... Uh, 2D platformer. Um, we've talked about this game before. Um, we did a we did a let's play on it too. That was a good let's play. Yeah, that was fun. If you haven't watched our let's play of Super Mario Land 2, that is a let's play worth watching. It's surprisingly, I might agree with that statement. Surprisingly, I know. Um, yeah, no, it's just a it's a solid Mario platformer. It's got very fun areas. You go to the moon, uh, there's a, uh, like, a toy kingdom, um, like, you go into a Lego Mario, um, and fight A lot these. of unique worlds. Yeah. Um, a lot of unique worlds. Um, there's a, a haunted mansion area with goobers and ghosts, and Jack's face, too. He's there. It's like, he's doing the, the Sonic 4 pose, <laughs> like I did that once when I died. <laughs> Go watch our Mario Galaxy finale. Yeah. Even though the thumbnail has nothing to do with the content of the video. It doesn't. It, doesn't. it really doesn't. It was like one... We said one thing in the entire video, and that just became the thumbnail. No, we we decided we, on the thumbnail in a stream. Yeah. Separate. From, oh, wait, we... Oh, yeah. that wasn't even Mario. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I've just I'm usually not I'm usually not in the stream, so like I forgot that that was a stream. You were you it was an ape escape stream. It was. I that's why. <laughs> anyway. Usually we don't talk about cool stuff in my stream, so I forgot. <laughs> that was cool stuff. Yeah, that was like the one cool anyway. stuff. Anyway, yeah. Mario number, number Mario four. Land 2. Good game. Go play it. Number four, my number four, Mega Man X. It's number four. Wow. But it's the we first did Mega that. Man X. We did that but it's once. the first Mega Man X, not the fourth one. Um Yeah, Mega Man X one. Classic game. Good answer, Steve. Good answer. It's uh one of my favorite soundtracks in any video game. Killer soundtrack. Uh some really super memorable bosses. I keep using the word memorable and not talking about anything specifically, and I apologize for that, but I'm very tired of my Chill, Chill Penguin. Chill Penguin. Is I one of the most iconic enemies in any video game ever. I still remember the exact order I always take 
Like, I haven't played through Mega Man X in a hot minute, but I still remember the exact order. Like, the optimal Maverick boss order. It's fucking... Chill Penguin. Uh... Storm Eagle? Storm Eagle. Jesus, Storm I blanked Eagle. on Storm Eagle. Because I was going to say, those are the first two for me, every time. Yeah. And then it's uh, fucking uh, Flame Mammoth. Flame Mammoth is third. Yep, that's what I did. Hold um, on, I need to pull up the list. Wow, he of, doesn't uh, remember. <laughs> which one is... Uh, it's fucking... Uh, the Armadillo? It's Armored Armadillo, but I... Armored Armadillo. I think he's like the fifth, yeah. Um... um is it oh, well, whatever, man. Spoon Freak Guy? Isn't that number four? I'm sorry, Spoon what? Spoon Freak Guy. Spoon Freak Guy? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, Spoon, Spoon Freak, Freak guy. guy. Okay. Yeah, he's number four, I think. Okay. I think that's his name. Okay, I, I Spark Mandrill. That was, it was, I knew it was Spark the fucking... Mandrill. Okay, so it's Chill Penguin, uh, Storm Eagle, Flame Mammoth, Spark Mandrill, Armored Armadillo... Launch Octopus, Boomer Coanger, Stink Chameleon. That's how I always did it. So um, was I wrong? Was it not Spoon Freak Guy? <laughs> you were um, kind of close. <laughs> the correct first letter. You're the first letter. I don't know. You're the first. You're this correct first two letters. Oh, that's true. <laughs> SP. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, do you have anything else you want to say about Mega Man X, Jack? I would say I would say go watch the LP, but that was literally my first Let's Play. Please don't watch that LP; it's bad. Um, it's, yeah, it's probably pretty bad. I, All of our like really early stuff is pretty bad, except I for Arkwright's Fantasia. Go watch that, the Arkwright's that, Fantasia. That, Let's that Let's Play is Eternal, uh, <laughs> not to be confused with Eternal Eyes. Oh. What's in in? What do what you, you mean, mean what's in in? And in's in in. Uh, they said the line. We're not talking about that game, though. We're talking about Mega Man X. Mega Man X is a great fucking game. Uh, the levels after the Mavericks are good, too. Fucking Sigma's Castle. The final boss fight with Sigma is fucking crazy. God damn it, dude. It's such a good game. I'm going to stream it again to, one to, day. To quote Ego Raptor, Mega Man X is fucking good. This game makes my Play dick it. rock hard. Fuck yeah, lemons. That's, that's a little violent, but okay. <laughs> All right. uh, my uh, number four is the reason that Fantasy Star 4 is not my favorite Genesis game on this list. And that is the iconic Sonic. and over-talked about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Sonic. Bad answer, Steve. <laughs> no, Steve, bad answer. Bad answer. Leave me alone. I'm I like kid- Sonic 2 more. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think I know. you're both wrong. Like some some people like Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Some oh. people separate Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles yes. for the purposes of a list and think that only one of them's good and the other one's eh, whatever. Uh, I just, I take the middle route and I'm like, I'm not going to be about either of those. And I'm going to put Sonic 2 because I'm a normie and Sonic 2 is my first Sonic game and I liked it a lot and I still like it. Uh, even on the Genesis, it was a hell of a lot of fun. It showed me what the Genesis was capable of. Tails as a buddy is really fun. The levels are iconic. The music's good. It's Sonic 2. I'm done talking. I already did this like a million times with Sonic 2 before. Hey, guys. You know Sonic 2. Even if you are listening to this podcast and you've never heard of us before, you probably know what Sonic 2 is. So, just saying. Good thing I've never heard of us, and I don't know what Sonic 2 is, because my number four is... 
Yeah. You gonna pull it out? He's, he's this one out of somewhere. Oh, he oh. has the cartridge this time. I have that one. See, I, I pulled it out of not the hat. Here, Link's I'll, Awakening, baby. Yeah. Let me, let me actually, do the bit. This was the let this me. was the first time where he actually pulled out the actual game there, on this entire bit. list. It's Link's it Awakening. It's Link's Awakening, baby. It's for the Game Boy. It's super badass and better than Ocarina of Time. That's for fucking sure, man. <laughs> I know and that. Apparently, because... and I'm assuming better than Link to the Past, too? I like it more than Link to the Past. Link to the Past can suck my fat nut, but it's better You're than Ocarina of Time. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> I like uh. how Lanin decided to start go like full harsh hate your opinion mode and he's wearing like his hat like scumbag Steve <laughs> I am scumbag Landon <laughs> hey man anything else for is that good enough you got an you? extra Siggy I can borrow <laughs> <laughs> alright let's move on to the top threes oh god my number three is Super Mario World gross I was waiting for this one on your list I knew this was somewhere hey Landon what Suck my dick. I will if you present it and also give me $20. Why would I give you $20? Because I'm giving you pleasure. Yeah, that's that's how that works. That's the payment. I'm the prostitute. You pay me, bitch. <laughs> um, Super Mario World is uh, peak 2D Mario, in my opinion. Uh, I know Cloud's going to disagree with that. In a I've already disagreed with that. Alright, yeah, whatever. Uh, you guys can be wrong. Super Mario World is, uh... A classic, classic 2D Mario. Uh, tons of levels in seven, seven different worlds, I think? It's seven and a half. There's a bunch of bonus world. Though there's a bonus world, too, and a bunch of, like, side areas. There's a lot of branching paths. There's a lot. There's multiple exits that you can take in almost every level. Like a lot of them, actually. This game has Yoshi. This game has the cape. Oh, this shit. game. It's got Yoshi. Fuck. It's got Yoshi. He's right. Um, and I also considered adding Yoshi's Island to my list because, like, you know, it's a it's a different franchise. It's a Yoshi game, not a Mario game, but the title is literally Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Yeah, so. but it doesn't play like a 2D platformer for a Mario game. No, not exactly. I was going to say they deadass just ripped the title for marketing. Yeah. That's the, the same reason that they called Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi that out here in the West. They were like, we need a name to sell the, sell the game. Either way. Uh, Super Mario World, fantastic game. Thumbs up. Well, while I don't agree about your stance on Mario 2D platformers, I can say that my number three is also a Super Nintendo game, because it's Chrono Trigger! That's a game. Chrono Trigger, one of the best RPGs ever made, possibly one of the best games ever made. You Definitely. go through different time periods. It's really well designed at that by integrating story and gameplay together. The characters are all really great, both mechanically and story-wise. They're a lot of fun to use. They're a lot of fun to see interact because they come across different time periods. So their interactions are very interesting because of that. 
the plot is you know kind of basic after a certain point because like at first it's like you know oh you're going to fight this you know evil wizard named magus magus and it's like it's really cool but then it like opens up and there's like oh there's a space monster and magus is actually trying to fight it but so he could defeat it uh but i mean it's chrono trigger it's classic it's everything about chrono trigger classic. is really good classic steve it's really really good it really yeah. is hey lana what's your number three hey guess what what it's sonic trouble trouble hey waiting for that one too yeah it's the best sonic game ever existing except for maybe all the other sonic games except not because it's it's the one i like the most i was gonna say i um it's you you've backed it up before earlier today i was listening to our ranked 2d sonic games wow and the part where landed where we talk about triple trouble and Lannan was pissed at Cloud because Cloud put it in like eleventh, and because I of just that, li- I just like so many of them more. It doesn't mean that it's bad. Yes, it just it means does. that there's a lot of good. It just means there's a lot of good two D Sonic games. There's a lot but, of competition. But it, but isn't. like the result of but like it was like one point away from being a spot higher. And I remember Lannan DM'd me saying, "This is Cloud's fault. I will kill him." Wow. One day. Um, one actually, day. really quick question, Landon. Yeah. Have you played the fan-made 16-bit remake? That's of not it? real. You should play it. That's not real. Yeah, but the thing is, is you would definitely like it because it's Sonic Triple Trouble. Tell me when it's real. <laughs> he, he wants it physically. Yeah, g- give it to me on a cartridge. Landon, your laptop could easily handle no, it. It's it just can't. a Genesis <laughs> no, game. No, can't. It's just a Genesis game. No, it's not. It's a Game Gear game. No, but the gate, like the remake of it, is a Genesis game. Like you could just play it on an emulator for it. Cloud, Triple Trouble's a Game Gear game. Last I checked. <laughs> Thanks. Though. All right. <laughs> then you know what you need to do, Landon. Yeah. You need to take this 16-bit remake, uh-huh. right? Put it on a flash cart uh-huh. and play it on your Retron. Okay. Well, you do that for me, and I'll play it. You know, maybe I will. That'd be, that'd be badass. Will. You know what? Maybe I wouldn't will. kill you if you uh, did that. <laughs> you honestly, kill honestly, po- possible birthday gift idea. There you go. I do that for you. Anyway. Did you have anything else you want to say about Triple Trouble? What's our number twos? What? Uh, Jack, number two. Are we talking about number twos now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Chrono Trigger, is this also your number two? Yeah, it's my number two. Yeah, I I I hate that I didn't... I knew it. I hate that I I had such competition because of the other two games. I couldn't put Chrono Trigger number two, so I couldn't talk about it with you guys. You should have just done it, because then it would have been funny. Yeah, Yeah. Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger, baby! Do we need to talk about it? Nope, let's move on. Let's move on. It's, It's fucking Chrono Trigger. It's so To the podcast listeners, if you don't have enough experience with our podcast... We've talked about this game a lot. Just go to YouTube, go to our channel. We have a lot of list videos. It's probably on there somewhere. Uh, like literally, just find a random list, and there's a good chance Chrono Trigger is on it. It could top even RPG. Be Safest bet is top RPGs. Like it's yeah. probably on a levels video. Yeah. Like just. It is actually. I think it's, it's, uh, it's in our spooky levels video. It is. I, I put it the on the game there. we've probably talked about the most, but actually haven't done a let's play of yet. It's true, Jack. Get on that. One day. I think that's mean. 
Someone, I, 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 I took that. Someone get on that. Someone. Probably soon, honestly. Uh, my number two is Super Mario Brothers 3. Who saw this coming? Absolutely everyone. Uh, if you don't know me because you're listening through the podcast and you've never listened and you like don't know our channel content otherwise, uh, I really like Super Mario Brothers 3. It's my favorite Nintendo game. I just streamed it on Twitch and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, I mean, I, I streamed a, the GBA remake, but still. Uh, I, I could play the NES original easily. I've played on, on the Switch Online. It's fun. Just... Super Mario 3, they introduced a lot of mainstays in the Mario franchise, and I love it for it, because to me it still did it better than most of them. Next! Landon, what's your number two? Chrono Trigger! Chrono Trigger! Yay! Chrono Trigger! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. Alright, let's move on. Number one. It's been been two hours. Our podcasts barely ever go this long. So let's go to our number ones. Jack, what is your number one? In before, it's two games. It's not. It's one game. Fuck you. Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yay. Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It's it's still my favorite game, probably. Like, it's up there for sure. Games. Game. What? It, fuck podcast you. Li- podcast listeners, you didn't get to see any of this, but every time we've said yay, we've raised our arms. Yeah. Even if there's no need to do it, we just do it anyway. Yay. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is the millionth time I've talked about Sonic 3 and Knuckles. If you've seen, or if, again, like Cloud said, just go find a random list video on our channel. It's in our top game, or top lists playlist. I don't know what exactly the playlist is. It's in like our Sonic games ranked playlist, like our 2D Sonic games. Yeah. It's, we've done a let's play of it. It's kind of bad now, but. I wasn't in that let's play though. I I did a uh, stream of Sonic, of that through Sonic Origins. Like we've done a lot of stuff with this game. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, It comes up a lot and it's one of my favorite games of all time. I love it to death. There's nothing about it I really don't love. Every level is phenomenal. Uh, all of the set pieces... There's a lot of cool set pieces. I think the just the level aesthetics are super neat. Uh, really varied. Uh, the soundtrack is fucking fantastic. Uh, the level design is about as good as it gets, honestly. Like, there's a lot of branching paths and different like that add to replay value so that you can go back and check out oh i didn't check out that one hidden path there's the not only seven chaos emeralds but seven super emeralds to collect to unlock the final boss and the true ending and there's there's so much and it's it's all so so good oh god sonic three knuckles good game uh my number one is also obvious for anyone who has followed the channel. It's Final Fantasy VII. Gross. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's oh, uh, you know, down, Mister. It is. Listen, in fairness, Final Fantasy VII is the game that probably solidified my love for RPGs. I've played some obviously before Final Fantasy VII, but this is why this is the game that like made me a fan of RPGs. So I wouldn't play all these really other these other really good RPGs. I wouldn't have played Chrono Trigger. If I didn't play Final Fantasy VII, maybe. I don't know. 
thing, different timeline. Maybe I played like totally different RPGs because I didn't play Final Fantasy VII first. Uh, the timeline where like I play like Tales of almost exclusively and like Persona and SMT, and I like never touch a Final Fantasy game. That'd be a weird ass timeline. Hell yeah! But uh, I'm friends with that cloud. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I still call him like, Cloud for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, Final Fantasy VII, I love the characters, I love the the ATB system is, like, at its peak in this game, I think. The story is really, really good, even if it is super cliche at this point, super, like, talked about, and just, like, the music is fantastic, the overall pace of the game, uh, if you're not playing the remake, which isn't really a remake, uh, is is really good, despite it being a pretty beefy game for its time. Just really solid game it has it hasn't aged the best yeah and by that i mean like it's aged a little bit it's it's like everything that i said still aged really well the thing that hasn't aged really well is that the frame rate is really bad like unless you do like a speed up on like the newer platforms when you get into battles it's it it, you'll notice it like it's like 15 frames a second and it's just like it's not like unplayable but like you if you're gonna play it nowadays i would definitely suggest playing it on one of the modern consoles that has the speed up function because otherwise like it yeah but other than that i mean everything else about it i still love it it's still my second favorite game of all time it somehow managed to only fall one slot from that issue so i mean it's yeah Run the Patreon ad! Yay! Yay! No, you say you're number one, and then we do the Run Patreon. the Patreon you don't, ad! Yay! You do, no, you do not get to cut this off in the middle of our number ones. He's doing it. He's really just getting up. God damn it, Lyndon. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. Yep. Lowest, lowest tier is $3. If you want to have a shout-out, we got a $10 tier. If you subscribe at least $6 a month, we have exclusive content every month. Uh, right now, we have a tier list of all the Nintendo franchises. We're probably doing another tier list soon. Jack, have you gotten, have you gotten like the screens that you need for like the LP tier list yet? Or no, not? I still need to do that. We're going to have to come up with, a t- with an idea for a... Uh, for next month's content then if you don't get it in time. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was Patreon ad. You want to go to the hat, guys? You want to go to the hat and see what we get out of it? Yeah, sure. All right. I'll, 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 I'll let you do this bit because I had a pretty extended bit for Fantasy Star, so. Oh, it's Super Metroid. Hey. Who would have thought? Well, we don't care about that. Let's talk about... <laughs> Tillamook. Tillamook Frozen Custard, baby. No one gives a shit All about right, my I'll, number I'll... one. Neither at least quickly, you. at least quickly tell us super, uh, something about Super Metroid. What? Uh, go watch the Great Ace Attorney VODs. <laughs> Landon yep. really likes Super Metroid. He did a Let's Play of it. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, although he's talked about Super Metroid a lot. So that's why he's just going to dig into some Tillamook Custard while I tell you guys about Super Metroid from his perspective because I don't play Metroid games. But, I mean, yeah, it's really good. It does a lot of new things that are really exciting it has actually good level design that holds up on like uh right the first metroid because that game 
Hasn't aged the best. Yay! There's no reason to play the but, first Metroid but, when Zero Mission exists. There is and when there, I feel like it. But, I mean, Super Metroid, it does. Yeah. It does. Super Metroid so, yeah. slaps. The music is right up my butthole. <laughs> uh, I know that a lot of our like top spots, we were like kind of unenthusiastic or just kind of like, you know, joking about because... If you're, like, again, podcast listeners, if it's your first time listening to us or you haven't listened to us a whole lot, it's it's not that we are, like, not excited to talk about these games. It's that, like, you have to understand, we have, like, 10 years of, like, YouTube content behind us, and that 10 years of YouTube content has a lot of us talking about a lot of those games over and over and we are actually just sick of those talking about those games over and over. Please free us. I... I, the one, one reason why I was looking forward to this list specifically is because I knew I wasn't going to have to talk about Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door again. Because there was that one time where literally three, we did three lists in a row and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door appeared on my list all three times. And like, I've been able to avoid talking about some games here and there, but I can't escape certain franchises. Like, if it's not like one game, it's another, so... Yeah. A lot of my, the top of my list, I just kind of like sh- tried to go through as quick as I could because it's the same list that you've heard over and over. All right, yeah. shut the fuck up. How are you guys been? But uh, let's uh, yeah, let's just check in on everybody. It's been a bit. How are you all doing? Doing check all right. What you been up to? Um, just trying to been take it e- taking it easy a little bit. Um, I will say I have podcasts scheduled or not podcasts. Excuse me, Jesus, it's late. I have, um, if you're, and I guess this only applies to the viewers watching the stream right now and not if you're listening to the podcast, but I've started to get back into the swing of uploading, making thumbnails and uploading VODs, uh, for our streams. Jack has become our dedicated, uh, Twitch exporter. Yes. Instead Uh, of me. I, I have exported all of our streams to this point yes, uh, I have there's one VOD scheduled every day for this upcoming week we got more we got Metroid Prime on Tuesday Thursday Saturday and we got Super Mario Advance Super Mario Brothers 2 on Wednesday Friday and Sunday so you can look forward to that um, but uh, if you're listening to the podcast after the fact then that means nothing to you. <laughs> um, but I've just been hanging out with my girlfriend I mean, lately. You can watch them now if you're listening through the podcast. That's true. Go watch them. They're up. Go watch them. They're up now. Uh, but yeah, I've just been hanging out with my girlfriend lately. We've been watching through Breaking Bad. And it's going good. Not a whole lot else going on lately, honestly. It's been kind of a quiet week for me. But that's a good thing because I'm just, I just want to take it easy. Now, I'm going to put you on blast for a second. What's that? When we were scheduling like our next podcast and like we had a podcast coming up. I know. Jack literally forgot the topic of the podcast. That's I, how busy he's been. I, yeah. Like he was like, oh, we're doing, we're doing this other topic that we like have planned for a later podcast. Yeah. Like, 
Probably it's going to be like in August, maybe early, early September is what I'm guessing. To, I think that'll probably be enough time for me and Landy to go through most of the rest of the stuff for that podcast. To, but. to be fair, we talk about a lot of ideas for podcasts yes. and I lose and track And Jack just of, got mixed up and he didn't know which one we were actually doing that time, this time. Yeah. But, but it's... I mean, he managed to get his list together within like the span of two days after that. So he, yeah. was, he was also... I will say I kind of struggled a little bit making my top 90s games list because I was not a child of the 90s. I was born in 95. I Most of my experience growing up with video games was in the early 2000s onward uh so a lot of the games you have that a I, lot of retrospective perspective yeah i have i mean like i d- had plenty of games to fill out a list but at the same time like most of the games on my list i played well after their original release i mean same here like final fantasy 7 i played in 2005 <laughs> yeah. if we went based on games we actually played in the 90s this list would be very different yeah because i would have Backyard Baseball and maybe like Ruff's Bone, which is a, yeah. a deep cut. If it if it makes you feel any better, one of the games that would have made my list if we were only talking about games we played in the 90s would have been Goof, Goof Troop. So, all right, quick list of games I played in the 90s. We got, we got Backyard Baseball. We got Pajama Sam. We got fucking Freddy Fish. We got Putt-Putt. Just all the humong- it, it's just all the humongous yeah. entertainment games. Oh, we got Blues Clues, the real shit. Cloud, uh, how anything else been? new? No, uh, I've been I've been all right. Uh, I've been getting back into the swing of uh, every week. I usually go play Magic: The Gathering with my friends. We play the Commander format, which is pretty much like the one really popular format that most people that play the game play nowadays because it's a casual kitchen table format that's pretty easy to pick up make a deck and play with friends uh so we just kind of like we get together every week or so i I don't i don't go every week because some weeks i'm a little too busy and a little too tired but we'll go i'll bring a few of my decks i have like a lot of decks actually (laughs) But thankfully, Magic the Gathering is a game that, like, retains value over time. So if I ever, like, need extra money or if I'm just done with something, I can just, like, sell cards and just make some money back. So it's not that bad. But uh, we'll go and have a lot of fun. We get a social gathering. We'll get, like, six or so people. We get together and play games. And, yeah, it's a bunch of fun. Um, My girlfriend and I have been basically settled in. We've been getting some stuff for the house here and there. Just kind of... You know, just living normal life right now. Uh, we haven't really been rewatching anything new. I did switch from watching Dragon Ball Z as a rewatch to Dragon Ball Z Kai because it's a lot more like condensed and closer to the manga and faster paced. Yeah, you lose out on some of the good filler that Z had, but you also lose out on a lot of the bad filler that Z had too. So take what you can get. I do like the. Um, the show overall a little bit more as Kai though uh, from what I've been get- getting so far I actually am surprised I didn't watch Kai sooner um, other than that though it's been a lot of the same stuff really recently plus uh, there there is one thing in Kai that is a direct upgrade from Z dude the Ginyu Force intro yeah <laughs> I was gonna say like when we get to the Ginyu Force introduction, I'm going to make sure that I watch it when my girlfriend's with me so that I can, I'm going to be like, I'm warning you now, I'm going to get weird, you have to let me be weird because <laughs> this is important. 
And then I'm just gonna fucking just sing. Game you force rules. Game force rules. rules. So fucking good. Uh, but yeah, no, just Magic the Gathering with my friends. Uh, I've been playing more Dragon Ball games. I'm not going to talk about them. We still have a podcast coming up. Instead of constantly talking about it every podcast, a little bit by a little bit, I'm just going to, from now on, just mention that I'm playing some stuff. I'm just going to let it cook. I'm just going to go back in my kitchen and cook. You're going to hear me talk about all this when we have the time. Uh, other than that, nothing really new for me. What about you, Landon? Um... You know, I don't know what has happened recently. Are you KJHD54? Oh my god, Jack at the shotgun. Oh god. It's his imposter. <laughs> um, no, I went on a... I, I left the state. Uh, I lived You in, did? So I said, fuck it. And, um... Where'd you go again? We went to Colorado. Um, someone wanted to go see a... I don't know, something... Oh, Jesus. She's shouting from the bathroom. Um, she wanted to go see... I can't say the word out loud, because then it summons the hell demons. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. It rhymes with Baylor Clift. <laughs> um, but the thing we did while we were out that I enjoyed... Um, not Well, maybe I enjoyed that. I don't know. I'll never say it out loud is uh, we went to a bunch of national parks. Um, that sounds like a fun time. Yeah. So we went to Black Canyon of the Gunnison. We went to uh, Mesa Verde, uh, the Great Sand Dunes, uh, the fluorescent fossil beds. Uh, and then on our last day, we went to a wildlife refuge. Um, also, we went to... Uh, we did a... Um, a whitewater rafting one of the days. Um, someone was very nervous ahead of time about whitewater rafting and then uh, got really excited and might be thinking about the next time we go whitewater rafting. So, that was funny. We also stopped at, obviously, a couple breweries, but the best one we stopped in was in Durango, Colorado. A little uh, ska brewing. Ska brewery. Ska brewing. He has a hat. I have a hat. For the listeners. And. And he has a bottle. A water bottle. It's a camelback water Sick. bottle. So it does a little. Oh, it does like a twisty thing. It, uh, you can break it off and it becomes a cup. A cup. That's pretty cool. Um, and then on the top. It's a very, it's a very complex design. It has the the lid for it that you put on the cup. It, oh, interesting. So there's like a cap thing on the top of the bottle that can then be taken off and put on the cup. That's very intricate. Look up Camelbacks, folks, and you'll see see what it is. So it's a it's a pretty high-end water bottle. Uh, or, well, it has a thermos side to it, so you can put heated things in it or keep it cool. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys... Do you guys go to, like, national parks very often? Not I've very. I've never been able to go to really any, like, since I was a kid. I think I might have gone to, like, one or two when I was a kid, but that's it. So, if you ever do, um, I've got this thing called Passport to Your National Parks. Basically, every national park has, like, a stamp. Interesting. Uh, hmm. Basically, you can date 
um, when you go. Uh, and then they split it up into the different regions. Um, so like that was like one of our main reasons is because we both have one. We were able to get like the stamps for our our trip. Oh, yeah, very nice. And we found when we went to, to the wildlife refuge, they do a similar thing with its own thing called the Blue Goose Passport. Blue Goose Passport. Uh, so now you have two passports. I have two passports, which means there's going to be a ton more like trips to just just places. All right. Um, anything else we want to say before we close out for the for this podcast? Cloud spoiled it, but Pokemon's next time, yeah. so look forward to that. Do, we're gonna do Pokemon podcast, which is why I didn't bother to talk too much about Pokemon Yellow. We'll talk about Pokemon, get into some cool details with that. More on that when you get to hear it. Uh, but it's pretty late, and we're all pretty tired, and, and we all want to go to bed. Trader's taking a dump right now, so. Hell so, yeah. Uh, yeah. We will see you for our next podcast. Watch our streams. Go to our different things. Y'all, all that. Have fun tonight. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Gaming Stooges Talks podcast. If you enjoyed us, consider subscribing to our podcast RSS feed or follow us on youtube.com slash gaming stooges and twitch.tv slash gaming stooges for more gaming content. If you'd like to chat with us, join our Discord. The link can be found in the episode description. We also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Your continued support means a lot to us. Not already one? Please take a look at what we have to offer anyone who becomes a patron at patreon.com slash gaming stooges. See you next time!